everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe on any and every platform that you use to engage with us. Today, we're going to recap and review The King and I, a 1956 musical film directed by Walter Lang and starring Deborah Kerr and Yul Brenner. The screenplay was based on the 1951 Rodgers and Hammerstein musical by the same name. The film made $21.3 million on a budget of $4.55 million. It was nominated for nine Oscars, winning five, and nominated for four Golden Globes, winning two. For some, these accolades would make this movie a classic. But today, we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do a recap, discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol picked especially for this discussion. But we got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janiah Wright, and I'm the middle. Hi, I'm Brittany Wright, and I am the youngest. Etc. 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 And y'all, that was good. That was good. And y'all, I I wanted to when I was thinking about the intro, I wanted to say that this was our first, um, you know, white savior movie that we've done. <laughs> but y'all, it's not. Can y'all think of the other white savior movie that we have recapped and discussed with the right perspective? Sound of Music? Mm-mm, Cause mm. that was white people helping white people. Mm-hmm. Shout know. out, shout out. Y'all, Cool Runnings. Definitely a white savior film. What you and not gonna do, what you not gonna listen, do. Listen, 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 something, something being a white savior film does not automatically make it you know, something that can't be a classic from the right perspective. Ooh, you won't but, do that. You won't do that to John I, Candy. You won't do that to John Candy. I mean, I, I don't you could be in denial about I, it, but I'm it is a white saying, savior I'm saying, film. I'm just saying how it was a movie about bobsledding. Like, who was going to be the expert bobsledder? <laughs> who was going to be Look, the savior? I, I didn't I didn't mention it to, to question the Darice, logic or anything. That Reese wanted to do the bubble. But the actual definition of the white savior trope is exactly what happened in that movie. Hate to break it to you. Okay. I mean, literally. Listen, his scandalous shenanigans at the 1967, I'm not sure if that's the right date, Olympics. Okay. Winter Olympics. We're on the wrong movie, right? Pause them. Okay. (laughs) He had to make it right. Oh look, a white person getting redeemed. Oh, redemption for him. How 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 completely how completely on par with that recipe for a white savior film. But anyway, let's keep going. Um, This therapy on Tuesday. Is that a white savior film? It is. (laughs) It definitely is. All right, so let's talk. Let's go back to the King and I. Today's white savior film. And uh, we have to we have to think of a voting symbol, and um, I guess you all are already picking up what I'm dropping as it relates to this movie. Uh, and I yeah, do have... I think so. I think so. <laughs> and I do have listen, a and she symbol. hates when we do that, y'all. Yeah. I, I got her good, y'all. I got her good. Even even the recap, I had to I had to take some edits from myself because I was like, Janae, you, you can't have all this tone. You in the recap. You're not really recapping a movie. Just like when they watch Black Panther, they're gonna be like, "It was oh, a critique." Black Panther, right? It's supposed <laughs> to be a recap. It's it was a critique. 
Well, let's first, we have to pick a voting symbol. If you're new to the right perspective, we, we do a vote at the end of the podcast and we choose a voting symbol that is, is, is related to the movie and pulled from the movie, uh, for that vote at the end of the podcast. And y'all, I have one to recommend, and I think it might be the best voting symbol I've ever recommended in the history of three seasons of the right perspective podcast. Well, I see. I need to I'm turn just, my camera I'm, off already. I'm several emotions right now. I, I see. Know, I need. I don't to know where you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the symbol I would like to recommend is the hoop dress. Okay. okay. All right. Now the hoop. That's dress, what that dress is called. Yeah. Yeah. I just call it a slavery dress. There you go. <laughs> so the so so <laughs> Arr, bitter toes. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and so the hoop dress is like that character who came um the the European character the the British character that came to Bangkok. Uh, one of the ways that she visibly stood out in the film is that she was wearing a hoop dress you know, all the time, like the, the with the tight little, um, what is it called at the top when it's tight? A bustier? Yeah, well, not bustier, it's called a corset, a, um, corset yes. Corset. With the corset at the top and the big hoop at the bottom. And that was the way you could, be, I mean, in addition to her being white in a, in a place full of people of color, in quotes, um, you know, okay. or, or let's say characters, characters the that were people of color, maybe not the cousins, actors, but the characters. Bernardo. Right. And what's that story? Not the, not the actors, but the characters. <laughs> One of the ways that she stood out was just visually, she was not dressed in, in the clothing of that country. And so she was wearing this hoop dress. And then the other thing about the hoop dress is there was a point in the movie where the, the, the wives of the king of Siam wanted to impress European visitors that were coming. And one of the ways they did that was by putting on hoop dresses. You know, it's just kind of so look, look how, you know, civilized we are because we can we can adopt your, you know, your your customs. So that's my proposed voting symbol. <laughs> All right. Hoop dress, let's do it. All right. <laughs> Sis, can you you have spoken. Let's do it. All right. Because I'll have nothing else for <laughs> Man, I have, I have so many feelings. Uh, y'all, oh, <laughs> so are y'all fine with hoop dresses? Our voting yes. symbol. Okay, yes, so at the end of this podcast, at the end of this podcast, this this movie will need will get zero, one, two, or three hoop dresses. It has to get three in order to be considered a classic from the right perspective and the dresses they put the wives in and and i'm sure i'm sure the suspense is killing the listeners (laughs) i wonder if if it's gonna pass i wonder if it got you the husband (laughs) (laughs) they put ugly they put them i I was mad about that i was like wait a minute you know there have been many times though where one of us had a conclusion at the top of the podcast and through the discussion it changed this is true true. so let's go over the recap it is brief (laughs) The king of Siam, King Monku, played by Yul Brenner, who resides in Bangkok, has hired a widowed British school teacher, Anna Leon Owens, played by Deborah Kerr, to come to Bangkok and tutor his children generally, but especially about European culture. He wants to, quote unquote, bring all that is good from the West to Siam. 
He has uh, lots of children and wives, and over time, Anna and her young son really become quite comfortable in the palace household. This is due in part to the fact that because of her whiteness and education, they see Anna as superior to every other woman in the household, including the king's first wife. They call her sir. They call her sir. Anna and the king have a lot of push and pull in their relationship because she questions some of his views, while the other people around him tend to just go along with what he says. You know, he grudgingly starts to respect her opinion on things. So he takes her advice when when he finds out that the British regard him as barbaric and that they're sending a delegation to explore the possibility of turning Siam into a protectorate. And I looked up what a protectorate is. And a protectorate is, quote unquote, a state that is controlled and protected by another. So I think it's probably synonymous with like a colony. Anna convinces him to throw a Eurocentric banquet to gain the respect of the British authorities. The banquet is a success and the British leave convinced that the king is not a barbarian. During the banquet, one of the king's concubines, Tuptim, played by Rita Moreno, tries to run away with the man she loves, but is captured by the king's guard. When they bring her to the king to get her punishment, which is a whipping, Anna tells the king that if he does it, she will always think of him as a barbarian. And so he doesn't whip Tuptim, but he feels so shaken by this questioning of his values and authority that he takes to his bed and he doesn't eat or drink anything until eventually he dies and his son takes over as king. <laughs> On his deathbed, so he, essentially, he essentially <laughs> praises Anna for her contributions as his advisor and the entire family thanks her for leading them out of the darkness and into the light. The end. Well, it's time to vote. <laughs> that was as much tone as I could pull it's out. Time <laughs> it's time to vote. How does it get your hoop dress? <laughs> when oh that little goodness. girl at the end of that movie said, don't let us go back into darkness. When she said that, that, I was like, I almost called Amazon Prime and said, if y'all take this video off of here. <laughs> I'll tell you that the interesting thing for me, I mean, I assume we're just getting into it. So, so, so the interesting thing for me was it made me feel like, because usually when we're watching movies from the 50s and 60s, you know, from that time frame, we're usually dealing with Americanized racism and, you know, just the stuff that I have some sort of context of. Sure. But like, I felt like I was watching something that was wrong, but, and I'm not even, I think out of all of us, I'm the least sensitive to that, but I felt like I was watching something wrong. And the biggest reason is because I didn't have enough information. I felt like, I, I don't even know how to say this is wrong, but I feel like, you know, other than the obvious, like, these accents, and, you know, I mean, other than that, it's just like, but I wouldn't know what a real accent would sound like. But I, it's like I knew, that's a beautiful you example. You knew that wasn't right. That's a beautiful example. The one lady sounded Jamaican almost, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because one thing we do know, so so Siam modern day name is, is Thailand, okay? And they had, I mean, Rita Moreno was playing somebody from Burma. Meanwhile, okay. Puerto Rican. Right. So they were literally just like, it, it, you could, it was obviously not a coherent 
set of a race that they had built, you know, and you're trying to give yourself permission, trying to get over it. Cause like maybe, maybe these people have yeah. been enslaved or, or they something. come here, you know, but they, they, if they were going to do that, they should have said Rita Moreno was brought here from Puerto Rico, you know, but so they weren't even helpful. attempting to, oh yeah. And, and a, um, a bit of trivia on that is that they actually, um, Dorothy Dandridge was the original choice for, for that role. So originally they were going to use a black woman to play that character. So that's how much they weren't really trying to yeah. be coherent. So bro, that's what, what you were seeing. It's just like this, this, this isn't accurate. There's not an attempted accuracy here, you know. And, and you know, I can almost, like I said, I always put things in context, like it's the fifties. If it was excellent acting, I, I feel like maybe I could have gave myself some sort of escape lever, but it was just like, it was almost parody. It, it was just so- That's exactly jarring. how it felt. You know, it, it was just so jarring. And, and you couldn't really get into it because of that. You know, I, and I wonder what it was like watching it with 1950s eyes. Well, obviously they loved it. You see all them Golden Globes and what I know they loved it. <laughs> but I wonder, I wonder if they thought, if it was a thing. Yeah. Like they thought, like, yeah, this is very you know, a great cultural, you know, so, experience that I'm having. That, I think the word for me is that is part of, what is it? Maybe dichotomy maybe is the word that I'm looking for. Because in one sense, the movie was speaking to something like slavery because it was in um, 1862. So slavery wasn't done until 1865. So this is happening during that time. And they speak to it. And how it is egregious. And then they also um, have an accurate map in the background showing the actual sizes of countries. Well, re relatively of, accurate. Rel relatively. I would say relatively accurate. Relatively. It's much more accurate than what you see a lot of times with the United States. Or, or like than what they had before. Or what they had before. <laughs> right. With the United States is like the size of Africa. And so... <laughs> So it was, so I said, okay, they were trying to do some things that were um, a little more relevant in the 1950s. And I said, I can appreciate that, but this is where you're losing me. You're going to come into someone else's, um, you're going to come into someone else's country, into their kingdom, disrespecting their rules. Now, listen here, I know some things have changed in 2022. Maybe people don't die right off, but I do believe in 1862, it would have been a story called the king and just all by himself because he killed the woman as soon as she walked in. Him and her son, her and her son would have been dead. You do not come into someone's kingdom so disrespectfully. Walking up to him when he's dismissed everyone, all these, just feeling a right to be able to do those things, mm -hmm. not trying to work through these different um, elements that need to happen. This and complete, just this complete disregard. Complete disregard for the culture. Well, and can, then can I ask y'all this on that, on that same topic? I just want to ask you, in this situation, what would be 
like if she went, if she and I'm not arguing, but I'm no, just sure. saying if she went and she just went along with all the customs, what would the movie have been about? The movie could have still been about her being a teacher there and then teaching them things about the world, science, geography, all these different things. She could have still done that and been mm-hmm. respectful. And there are so many people that have. There are so many reporters that will go into Muslim countries. They are not Muslim, but they will wear hijab because out of, out of respect for the the current area's rules. And so, and, and, and and bro, I don't I don't know if that's a fair question because that would undo the movie. Because that, that, but that's what I'm saying, right? But 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 for the sake of discussion, I think I see what Brittany was just saying that that that's just a flaw in the logic of the movie. Because it would undo the movie if they had walked in the logic of, of that. I mean, I, I will I will say like um, one of the things that we're used to in watching musicals is um, the lead lady being sassy, you know, and like yes. like really eschewing custom, you know, just like Millie from Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, our favorite, right? She's one of those characters that's like. I'm bucking these norms to some degree. You know, people are telling her to get married. Mm-mm, I'm not getting married. So I want to get married. I'm in my mid twenties and I'm a, I'm an old maid and I don't care. You know? <laughs> and, so, and so I think we're used to seeing the woman bucking custom, but it is a, it's a whole other thing um, to, to do what you're talking about, sis, which is to go to another country and say, Hmm, I That's have so no regard for any of your any for any of your rules, but but it's but so much boldness. It's it so does, but it, it would undo the movie if she didn't do it, right? Because that is the movie. The movie is her having no regard. And but then- but, but the, the, I'm just that part in and of itself. I guess I see. I feel like if I went somewhere and I had a communication, like I have a communication from the king. Mm-hmm. So I'm already conversing with the king mm-hmm. and I'm looking for what was agreed upon. And if I don't have it, I'm like, well, I need to know right now. Cause this boat's about to leave. And yeah. if, if I, so I'm just saying, I feel like I would have been the same way. It's not like I could like today we could be like, well, I'll see what happens tomorrow because I'll just catch the flight out of Atlanta. <laughs> but like, She's like, yo, if I don't get this boat, there's not another boat for months. And I got to know, do I need to roll or not? So that individual part, at least I could get there from a sense perspective because it's like, I was talking to the king before via this. Why can't I talk to him now? And I'm talking to my other, the other part of that is though, this mindset that she gets grace in doing this. Right. If anybody else in that country would have done that, they would have been whipped or killed. Did, or she gets what doing that? Grace, like grace. special grace. She gets uh. special grace because she was white. That was the only reason. There was no other reason. And even when it just first started, when the boat was rolling up to them to be on the ship, the little boy was like, he's naked. The man just didn't have a shirt on. And I'm thinking to myself, you're so worldly. You haven't taught your children how people dress in other places. The other part of it was when they let the wives put the hoop dresses on. 
you were there when they were getting dressed and you didn't put any long underwear on them. Are you kidding me right now? And so I'm just, even, even to that point when they still didn't even make that right, they didn't put some kind of pants on them. The, digni- the, the, the English dignitaries came in or whatever they're called. And then they were super excited because the women ran off because they were afraid of the man's eyeglass and ran off and they, they pulled their dresses up front, which of course showed their naked bottoms. And I was just like, even in the 1950s where y'all were discussing how slavery was wrong, y'all didn't see that this was also dumb and wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, the part for me was like, even when you have your Brenner, you're a Russian actor playing this a man from an Asian country. What? You have, you have this woman you have the the other and here's the part that also frustrated me so y'all were able to find people of color to play the servants the wives the you know the children that casting call went well but when it comes to the actual people in this country you could find no one and I understand your Brenner was probably famous at that time so it was nice having him be a part of it they could have wrote him a new character and brought him from Europe to do something because that's where right. he's from. Right. But just those things that were that were um it was it was that's where it was a imbalance for me. I was just and even right down to the part, which was my favorite part, if I had to pick one, was was the play inside the actual Yes, I really that play was well done. It was so d- well done. But then to have a mask of a black monkey playing Uncle Tom, I was just like. Y'all keep bringing me up. You bring me down. I'm on a roller coaster. What is happening here? Her voice, she was, had such a beautiful voice. The, the main character, w- white woman, such a beautiful voice. But then you get to the one that's up here and then but some of these songs. She had a whole song about her dead husband. Then there was this whole song for the king, basically feeling bad for him while he has all these wives and all these kids. I was just like, what is happening in this whole movie and so even with me trying to put on a 1950s lens I was still saying like there is there are ways that you can fact check things like there are ways that you can have some sort of information where you can do better because again obviously you were trying to poke at some stuff but you didn't do a good job you just did. And, and and I'll say like it just but sis on this this point of like you didn't even do a good job of poking fun at stuff. It was also for me like um so so one of the things that they were doing sometimes is having the king and the other locals use broken English, right? Or like that like poor like not not correct grammar. They weren't conjugating things correctly, whatever. Well, they weren't consistent with that. You know, it was kind of like, if you're going to be mocking people that have English as a second language, just be consistent with it. But it was like, they would go in and out of, of, of the, the mocking. And then, so it was just, it was just like, you're, you're applying the same grammatical rules for 75% of this conversation. And you're not pro- providing it for like the last two sentences. So even that to me wasn't done well. It was almost like they were picking sentences where they wanted the, the person to sound a certain way. To sound a certain way, you know. Um, you know, so so I I will say, like, you know, even when we kind of like 
understand the casting principles of the time, I still just don't, I just, to your point, it's like it, it just, the, the casting just didn't just even seem well done for the time, mm. you know? And the other thing is y'all, I, let's, so let's talk about like the acting and the singing, like the actual performances. You all, I have some trivia that might just shock your mind to channel nine here. If you told me that wasn't her voice. It wasn't I'm, her voice. I'm getting out. All right. Well, y'all have a good rest of the <laughs> podcast. But guess, but you're not even ready. Guess what? So there was a woman named Marnie Nixon that sang for Anna. They even did a voice dub for uh, Rita Moreno. <laughs> Rita Moreno's voice dub was named Leona Gordon. And then the guy who played Tup Tum's lover, Loon Thaw, he had a voice double. Ruben Fuentes. And so it was just, it's one of right, these we things. We were where- watching a Latin love story in Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we was doing. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just so interesting. Like, um, but it just goes to show because it happens today too, where the, the person cast is like the person who's going to draw people to the theater, even if they don't have everything that it takes to bring the part to life. So it wasn't just, Yul Brenner not being a person of color, it was also the lead singing actress not singing well enough, I guess. You know? So the cast thing, I mean, and we know that there were there were there were top-notch actresses that they could have chose at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were they were out there. They could have cast someone that could could really sing. Um, because frankly, even the dubbed voice, I'm not gonna lie, kind of let me down. I didn't think it was that great. The one thing I I'll say that the I felt like there weren't too many songs, mm. which was a. That's true. That was one positive. Yes, yeah, and, and, and I felt like all of the songs did give you plot information because they would sing about, like, even the song where she was singing about her husband, we didn't see their relationship. So that song just kind of gave you the context of yes. where she was coming from. So, I felt like all the songs at least gave information, mm-hmm. but 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 they didn't blow me away musically. And um, the dancing, then, well, I, I felt like the performances inside the play within the movie Tom's was, was, awesome. it was awesome. great, but the, and that's the kind of level uh, of things you normally let go like the mask that you didn't like it's like uh, you know but like if that was the only thing you'd be like yes you know that mask just exactly. didn't be great emotionally but you know whatever you know what i'm saying and like right but but anyway my point is, is outside of that um like the dance scene where Yul brenner and Anna, you'll run it. Where the king, the king. and mm-hmm. Anna were. That's another connection, by the way, to cool runnings. Yes, yeah. it is. But, but I wish I was laughing at the whole time. But, but that dance number in our favorite musicals would have been a big one. That's like, like that, that, that like choreography would have yeah, been. Yeah, that would have been the it scene. Was a missed opportunity. Yeah, that would have been time. the scene. But I don't think that. To me, it was obviously either one of them don't have that level of dancing ability. I don't know if they do or not, but I'm saying that's the only way yes. that 
y'all are waltzing in the dance scene? And not even like, really doing it. Like, yeah. not even really. And it broke another scene where I was like, man, a good musical would have put some, some good choreography in here. Was the scene where Tuptum was talking with her lover in the shadows. You know, um, they were, they had snuck away in the night and they were just trying to plot to see how they could be together. You know, she had been enslaved. Um, she had been essentially gifted to the king. She had no choice. She could not get away. And her, the man she was in love with said, I'm going to come up with a plan and I'm coming back for you. And I just thought, man, this is the, exactly the kind of little moment where some great choreography would have just brought this moment home, and it just wasn't there. Yeah, it could have been a way, honey. That was a tragic story. The kind of the, the um, since it was so tragic, <laughs> bro. Don't lose your thoughts. Is it what you're gonna say? But that was you know a tragic story. I was like, I didn't it say it was, recap, but essentially, if you haven't seen the movie um, or the play, uh, her her lover um, ends up dying. They find him dead in the river. Um, after they almost the got night away. They, after they almost got away, they captured Tipton when she tried to get away, and then they found him dead in the river. Yeah, I would have the Black two things. Two, two things on that. I would have. I would have liked to see a dance number like the one in West Side Story when they're at the um, the gymnasium. You know that yeah. like that type of number would have been good there like not a main number but like a really good one but let me ask you this in real life she would have been dead did that bother y'all yeah did that bother y'all as as much as the other stuff bothered y'all because tom tom would have been dead period but um you know (laughs) so the actual punishment per the story would have been a severe whipping because they were about to do it right then. So a runaway merited a whipping. And so, and it wasn't, a, it wasn't a kill. It was a whipping. Well, she didn't get whatever it was. Yeah, she didn't get the whipping, but, but bro, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, one of the, one of the things I struggled with the entire movie was you knew that what you were supposed to be seeing was Anna having some kind of influence on the king that would change his values. That's what was supposed to be happening. But it wasn't really happening. You know, I just kind of felt like um, as much as I don't appreciate this story of some outsider coming in and telling you what your values should be, I feel I could have written it better, you know, to kind of create moments where she was doing, somehow critiquing his behaviors consistently and, and, and saying something to him that would give him a pause, the kind of thing, huh? Maybe I should think about that differently. They just didn't give us enough of that. You, you, know, know? you know, that's very interesting. And so that... when she was standing there saying, if you hit her, I will consider you a barbarian. It was more like him valuing her opinion as an individual, mm-hmm. as opposed to it being like, yeah, I've been really struggling with my values since you came to town because you've given me some things to think about. That's very true. Because, because if he was actually, like Brittany said, if he was actually, if he evolved in some way, he wouldn't have sat in the bed until he died. You know, like, like, yeah, like, totally. but, but I did want to say that was the other thing you point on somebody that I think is also interesting to me or frustrating is that it feels like all the elements are there to make an interesting story. Yep. Yep. 
You know, like, like it feels like you're right. If this, like, if we just brought some Windex and polished this up. Yes. <laughs> I would love to see this redone properly. Well, good news, sis. Here's some trivia for you. They keep <laughs> redoing it. Okay, they redid it in 1999 as an animated movie. I guess saw what? that animated movie. I saw that come up. And y'all, they're doing it again. They announced in February of 2021 that they're about to redo it again, and it's a live action. Hold on, hold on. I think I think they re, they didn't do another re, a live action redo. They I might they did have. Another one. I, I will say this: uh, the the actual play, the stage musical, rather, is still active. Oh, so people still perform the King and I, you know, so right. it's out there, you know, and I, I have to say about the King and I, the same thing I said about West Side Story, which is let us acknowledge it for what it was at the time and let us move on and create new content. There's just some times where you just don't need to go back and try to redo or de-bias or rethink or bring or make more accurate there are so many wonderful, I mean, there are countless numbers of creatives out there that could write a really great story for us. I just don't think we have to keep trying to fix these ones that were broken. Let's, let us hold it in the archives and celebrate it for what it was, but let's just move on. Why well, are they remaking this over and over again? I can see the potential for this. I just don't see there being a way with the wokeness, quote unquote, that's in 2022 and, and gone furthermore, where how they're going to fix this. Yeah. Because the very concept yeah. of this white teacher, she's not some official from the country, any of those things. She's a teacher. And that's not to say that teachers aren't good, but I'm just saying in terms of how you're looking at levels of authority. She's a teacher coming in to teach the children and her having so much influence and access to the king of a country. It's just you, weird. There's, there's, no, there's no way to make this okay. Like there's just none. And, and even to have, a, like you'd have to take out so many parts for this movie to just be appropriate. Whereas for um, what's that story? They just had to make sure that there was uh, people of color in it. And it's like, they, it was like, you needed to make sure that that, but yeah, this it was, is like that was a, a casting question. Exactly. This is a story question. This is a where story we're question. raising story questions here. Even right Plot down challenges. to how the, the first wife knew how to speak English, but she was taught by a missionary. So she was immediately starting to quote Bible scriptures to Anna, is that her name? When she came in. And I was just like, what? is going on here now with that being said because i don't want to talk all the way bad about it there were some parts that did make me laugh like when the very last little girl that we saw because apparently he had 67 other kids we don't see the very last little girl that came out and she was late and he picked her up and he turned her around and put her the right way that was cute that, that was cute i thought that there were certain parts that were funny but then he, I, I, I thought he was funny <laughs> He did do a good. He was. I, I felt like he did. I felt like he did the best with the situation. Is you know, like him. I mean, what are you gonna do? You're in the movie. You're gonna I do, felt like he gave it his all. Paid. I felt like he gave it his all. I, I felt like he really. But, but like, bro, as a leading man for a musical, do you think he met the challenge? I, I mean, no, just, no, I'm not saying well. He did it. No, no, no. Well. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. 
I'm just saying I felt like he was doing the best he could. That, I'm not I'm not saying it was great. I'm saying I felt like he was trying hard. And in that, and in that, in that level of effort, there were a couple of things that spilled through that were enjoyable to me. And that little boy did a good job too. Well, uh, on the topic of the kids, y'all, I thought the children were adorable. They were. Um, But I, you know, I just also felt like if you're going to have a cast with a bunch of children in it, I expect those kids to be great dancers, great singers. Listen, it was another place where I was just really let down. As soon as I saw all those children, I thought, oh my gosh, there's going to be some awesome dance number at some point with all of these kids. They're going to do something. No, I mean, they didn't even really sing well. They just gave them little chanty like little songs. And it just was like, you have all, if you're going to have a cast with a ton of children in a musical, those kids need to bring it. And I just didn't think those children were set up for to bring it number one. So who knows if they ever could have been, but it just felt like yet another missed opportunity. They were, they were props for a white love story. That's yeah. They were props. (laughs) They were props. They, that's what they were because this is a European lady. They're two Europeans in this movie talking to each other. And that's all it is. It's, it's, God, that's what this movie is. It's, it's too bad. It's too bad. It's uh-uh. too bad. Cause you know, to have all those kids. And I will say, I mean, uh, so the, the actual story of the King and I, even the uh, original uh, stage musical was actually, you know, preceded the, the, the movie. Um, they're based on memoirs by a woman who actually, it, it was her experience of oh. going to Bangkok and, um, and actually being, being a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, now what has happened over time, um, and, and it was apparently at the time that a lot of the things that she put in her memoir were, were deemed inaccurate. So there was already uh, a lot of inaccuracies in the story that she mm-hmm. told. Um, so for example, the, t- the Tuptum storyline, which existed in her memoirs was proven inaccurate and kind of completely made up, even though she had printed it as if it was true. Um, and so the fundamental the hero always gets to tell the story. Yeah, the source material has been named as flawed. Okay. Mm. And then on top of that, they've taken these other liberties. So, like the actual um king that 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 actual woman, the real woman who wrote the memoir that she supported, he had like, I think it was either 13 or 16 children. It was not uh, over a hundred. So even the way that they made him overly sexualized and, you know, just, oh, it was just, they're just, again, attempts at having any accuracy or truth. I just feel like they didn't take the opportunity. They didn't take the opportunity to try to give it some truth. They didn't take the opportunity to, to give us um, characters that truly built relationship so that they could change each other and influence each other. You know, they didn't give us, um, you know, an opportunity to um, to even have enough uh, to, to kind of like fall into love with the characters. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about these musicals. It's like you, you're supposed to go on an emotional journey that take and they just they just didn't they just didn't give us enough. Yeah. And one last thing I want to say, and this is going to be my last little piece of comment just to really even speak to more of the arrogance 
the white arrogance that was happening in this movie at the end the teacher was speaking to her son and she was like oh I wish you could have gotten to know the king he would have been a great friend not mentor not a friend inspiration what I was just like this is a delusion that's happening in this movie yeah it's not actually you would talk to you would talk to your your 12 year old son and 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 tell him that he could have been friends with the king of a country a grown I, man. I just, I was like, okay. I caught that I too, sis. That the, the, just these little things that were just like, let's not. And we're not, also, I think that this is another thing that I hate that people that we do that happen in a lot of these movies that are by back in the day anyway, just making like other countries are just so ignorant of the rest of the world it's true and it's just not true it's It's just not true they would see a man with a beard and say he has the head of a goat and run away no he has a beard beards happen is this serious (laughs) yeah i was like yeah they were like why didn't you teach them that they're not that beards don't make a person a goat all right you know what great I'm pretty sure their fathers that they no longer see <laughs> had beards. Like, I'm just like, what's happening here? What's happening? What? Oh, God. I think anyway. I think we're ready to vote. I think we're ready to vote. Take 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 us into the vote, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, this definitely is not a classic in my mind in the sense of it's not on the list of musicals that, that give me that good feeling at all. But further... I mean, I would, like, if I had a musical Blu-ray collection, I would have it. Because our mom watched it, which we didn't mention earlier in the podcast. This was one of mommies. But, I mean, I would have it because of what happened as a movie. Like, it it had this big, you know, box office. And it is a movie that's on the list of big musicals. So I would have it there. But I wouldn't feel comfortable. This is how I would feel comfortable watching it. If I spent some months doing research on all of the, you know, culture of, of the time of the movie, and even some of the stuff that Janelle was talking about, about the realities versus, I don't even know what's supposed to be based on a true story. Mm-hmm. But that way, if I ever watched it with somebody, it would be a movie the whole time I would be, well, actually, you know, <laughs> This is what happened. That's <laughs> like, right. That's right, right in the middle. And so yeah. that's how, that's where I would, totally. that's where I would put it. So definitely not, it doesn't get my hoop dresser. Definitely not a classic for me. Well, surprise. It, it did, doesn't get I my did, hoop dresser. It, did, okay. it didn't send me, it, it didn't send me like it did y'all too. But <laughs> look, baby, you know I what? was in another stratosphere when I was watching this. I had to look at my cell phone every now and then just to keep myself together. I said, Brittany, oh look at something goodness. else. Don't here, look at the screen. Here's what I was actually prepared for. I was prepared for a movie that was going to be done well, but have, um, you know, some problematic, mm-hmm. you know, movie, yeah. you know, so, some problematic Hollywood yeah. issues it's what it of is. the time. Absolutely. You know, so I knew that there was a white man playing this king in Thailand. I knew that. 
And so I was ready for that. What I was not ready for is the story did not be well developed. Yeah. I was not ready to see all right yeah. to, to know that y'all didn't even sing well and y'all were dubbed. Yeah. You know, no dancing. Makes it all no good, dancing. no great dancing. You know? And then no. to still be able to be classified as a musical. Right. I was really expecting to be in a dilemma. Like what I expected to be to, be, to say to you all was, man. That story, I can see why people revere it. I can see why people love this movie and cherish it because of what I saw and what I experienced. And I have to set aside my 2022 lens and and, and, and appreciate the movie. But guess what? They did not meet any of the challenges. I mean, if they they could have sang well, maybe you let go of the dancing. If they danced well, maybe you let go of the singing. If the the stories, if the characters are well-developed, maybe you let go of the singing. None, we didn't have anything. I, I, I left just, just full of anger and disappointment. We see. We see. <laughs> Surprise. Oh my. You did not get You're my hoop dress, King and I. <laughs> King and I, you do not get my hoop dress. I do not plan on revisiting this movie. Um, I will not be showing my future children or nieces and nephews this movie. Um, I'm actually going to forget it exists because mm-hmm. I know quality musicals and I don't know what's <laughs> happening here. Um, I also just feel as though you could have done better. I appreciate where you tried, but you failed miserably in so many other categories that it was it was too frustrating to bear. It was it was too it was too much. It was too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I, and I would have expected at least the small theatrical part on Uncle Tom's cabin, which they kept saying Uncle Tom's tiny house, which I feel like there was some copyright issues. That's why they have to keep keep saying that um no well she she no, referred to it as uncle tom's cabin yeah, okay because because yeah. they actually had the book uncle tom's cabin yeah, they there did. they said harriet beecher stowe so they acknowledged the book but then yes. what happened was tuptum made a play based on the book yeah and it was her interpretation so that they renamed it yes okay for her yeah. interpretation but they did they did name the actual book and well that um uncle tom's ca- uh tiny house was the best part and if Uncle you all Thomas, I think they called it something, something whatever yeah. it was called it was the best part of the entire Absolutely. musical because that is how musicals actually happen mm-hmm. they tell a story there are people that can dance there are people everything that was happening the beauty of it I was just like yeah this is this is something entertaining like I would have loved to gone and seen that in a theater Absolutely. You gave me on that uh, screen? No, thank you. So no, no hoop dress. Matter of fact- Has that ever happened before? What? All three of us Hmm. not liking- I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't think so. This might be our first zero- zero votes. We have to go back and check that We have to go back and check. But, But one thing is for sure- uh, but I'm have excited. The, we have it. the answer. We have the answer, folks. <laughs> the King and I is not a classic. Womp womp, etc. etc. It is not. That a was funny. From the, from <laughs> the, the writer, funny. <laughs> yeah, so that's where the potential was. Yeah. You know, the fact that Uncle Thomas's little house was so well done <laughs> meant, that, <laughs> meant that they did have good choreographers somewhere. Where were they I at mean... for the rest of the movie? I anyway, mean, yeah, whoever wrote that funny, et cetera, et cetera, line, write the rest. Because you know what? I bet but you what happened anyway. is that someone from actually Thailand, 
probably came and choreographed that. I guess probably exactly. Like if we were to go up to the credits, I'm pretty sure that someone at least who has studied the culture has been there and they came and did that part. It was everything so much else better. though. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all, thank you for joining us. Um, this had this 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 podcast had a different kind of tone than some of our others. <laughs> oh no, the tone uh, was correct. And but I, it, 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 yeah, it, it was always sense. right. With the and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you all know. My sisters still toned it down for y'all. Okay, I, I just want y'all to know. I have that. so much more I yeah. want to say. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. They laughed away from it. Girl, yeah. so much else to say. So y'all so. did phenomenal. Let's Thanks, bro. <laughs> Hashtag restraint. No, all right. right. Well, thank all you right. all for joining us. We love you. Thank you so much. Love, love you guys. Bro. Yeah, love you, bro. Bye. 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 Bye.